Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Parenting Show. I am your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And last week, we were talking all things mom. And I was like, you know what? It's not fair. It's just not fair. We need a dad on here. And we haven't had a dad on the show in a little while. So I thought, you know what? Who better to call than the dude who has his finger on the pulse of Toronto, our great, amazing city. I'm watching him on Zoom right now, and he's just, like, loving everything. I'm saying right now, I'm talking about Toronto Mike, guys. He's a data four. He is a podcaster. He is a blogger. He's a gossiper. No. <laughs> well, I guess you are kind of a gossiper, are you, Mike? No, I don't like to think of myself as a gossiper, Pina. Please. I'm a journalist. He's a journalist. He is, um, but he does. You know everything that's going on. Like, if anyone wants to know what's going on in Toronto, Toronto, Mike knows. Well, that's because I do my homework. Yeah, I got my ear to the ground, grindstone. Now, I will say uh, moms are awesome. Moms are important. Moms are like just the best. But thank you for not forgetting us dads because uh, we're out there doing our part too. Yeah, you guys totally are. And you are like in the thick of it. You've got four kids. I have four children. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, but there's something with the four kids, though. They're a little bit different. Oh. They're not all the same, right? Okay, I know what you're getting at. I do have four children, but they are uh, two children from my first marriage, two children from my second marriage. So it's like boy girl two years apart, then a ten year break, and then boy girl two years apart. So my life is kind of crazy because I've got an 18-year-old in university, but I just dropped off the four-year-old at junior kindergarten. So it's all over the place. Isn't it crazy? I want to know, how has it been, you know, managing the four kids? I should say parenting. Listen to me, managing. Sometimes it does feel like that kind of job, doesn't it? But how is it? Um, how has it been during COVID, during this pandemic? Oh, the best thing that happened to me and my lifestyle is when they reopen the schools. Like I was popping champagne. <laughs> now, I know I hear from parents who decided to keep their kids home and they're doing online learning. And I always think like, are you insane? Like, I, no, I'm so happy that that day I got to drop off the two little ones because I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old. And, you know, when they shut the school down in mid-March, they had nowhere to go. Like they were just with me all the time. Like, how do you <laughs> build an empire and be an entrepreneur? My wife works full time. She is working from home, but she's working. Like who's watching the kids? I know. And that's the thing with you. It's a little bit different. It's like, you know, you're the one that has the more flexible schedule of, you know, you and your wife. So if something is going to fall, it's going to land on your lap. Yes, thank you for acknowledging that. That's absolutely true. Like, I do have a bit more flexible because I, I make my own calendar. But at the same time, you know, you, you build something, it gains some momentum. It's not like you can't really stop it on a dime. Like, there's the calendar is oh. full. So you, you're yeah. basically, how do, I, like, how do I keep building this at the same time as, you know, nurturing and caring for the four-year-old and six-year-old who you can, you can no longer send to daycare 
You can't send them to school. The camps are closed. Like essentially you bunker down and try to figure that out. And then when they reopen the schools, you were like, I was so happy. I dropped them off because from, I would say from nine, nine AM to 3 PM, <laughs> there's no children in the house. Yeah. That should be a rule. And the, the really crappy part is that we couldn't even bring in help. We couldn't even get a baby's I'll call the babysitter. The babysitter will come over and help out. No. Um, you're like, Papa Mike right. has a podcast to do, children. Papa Mike has some blogs to write. I got some tweets to send out. Right. It's funny. Earlier, you said the word manage instead of parenting. I did. I need to hear you say that, Pina, because once in a while, uh, I'll tell somebody, sometimes it's my wife, that I have to babysit. And I'm always corrected that when it's your own children, apparently that's not babysitting. Like... Yeah, no, you kind of like, we were talking about this off the air because we were talking about the four kids and you're like, yep, they all came from me. I'm like, that's right. They all came from your sperm, right? <laughs> they all so, came from me and uh, two different moms, but all four well-adjusted. Are are, well, they're all mine. Yeah, of course. And I love them to pieces. Uh, do you ever play that game, Pina? How many kids do you have again? Three? I've got three. All okay. two years apart. Do you ever rank them? Like your favorite to your least favorite? Do you ever try to rank them? No, I've never done that. Like, I would feel like, listen, I'm already like borderline horrible mom. But if I were to do that, like, I don't know. Or like, you know, and then admit it on the radio. Oh, no, that would be bad. <laughs> okay, well, I'm here to provide some real talk. That's what we do in Toronto, Mike. Okay, okay, go. Rank. Rank yours. I rank, them all the, I rank them all the time. But the thing is, the ranking changes throughout the day, depending on interactions, on, on recency. Okay, bias, yeah. So it's not a fixed order, but it completely shuffles all the time. Like sometimes the four-year-old is my favorite because she's so like cute and vulnerable and sweet and innocent. And sometimes like my favorite is the 16-year-old because she's so uh, savvy and uh, kind and, you know, she's out there trying to make a difference in the world. But, you know, sometimes it's the six-year-old because he's such a creative spark plug and he's so bright. And, but sometimes it's the 18-year-old because he's like a man. He's completely independent, except for money, which he, he needs money from his parents. But other than money, he's out there. You know, he lives in Waterloo right now, going to school. That's like, great. One so, out of your hair. Well, yeah, he's out of my hair, but I miss him. But he's coming back for Christmas. But, uh, yeah, so it, it all depends on so many factors. But on I the do day have, and what's happening. Right. So, but it does fluctuate. Like they all take turns being number one. I don't understand how the 18 year olds cannot be number one at all times, considering he's out of the house and like hours away. <laughs> Mike. It's very competitive, Tina. That's a competitive race right there. They're all fourth <laughs> of grade. How do you, you know, how do you keep number one? Oh, God. I don't even know how I could rank them today. I think the little one would probably, Marcus would probably be first. Um, and then. Lily and Samantha. Lily is my my six, uh, my seven year old, and Samantha is my nine year old. Um, I would probably both of them were oh, both of them were very <laughs> difficult so far today. They're both in last place. Marcus is like the winner. <laughs> what you're doing right now, Pina, is very controversial. My wife gets very upset <laughs> if I even jokingly start to rank the kids because it's a it's a well, she's got two kids, and two of them are her stepkids. But to her, it's a it's a tie. 
Like she can't even fathom liking one more than the other. But I'm like, it's not love. You love them all the same, but you yes. can like you, one more than the other, right? They're different. But people. I can see that. You know what? I think you totally have a point because yes, you love your children equally. We all love them equally. Um, but depending on the day, one will get on your nerves maybe a little bit more than the other one. Like I call my kids little shits, assholes. You know. Everyone who follows me on social knows that. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm with you. I never really thought of it that way. I thought you meant ranking overall, an all-time ranking. That I wouldn't well, be able to do. Likeability, like, likeability ranking. Like, because, you know, you have three kids. I have four kids. They're all different people, different personalities. It's funny yeah. to see how they all kind of come out in the wash, like the mix, right? And they're all so unique and different. So, you know, you, I think it's fair to... You know, I don't necessarily tell them the rankings. This is all just a fun little thing. <laughs> but my wife I'm going to send this to them. Oh, actually, you didn't rank them. You were well, smart. You know, what I do, Very wise with how you worded things. <laughs> in private, they each have been told, you know, can you keep a secret? You're my favorite. Like, they've all been told me. <laughs> I wonder how long it's going to take them to realize that and then go to another one and be like, listen, daddy told me that I'm his favorite. FYI, and then they all realize what you've done. But that's that might be the indication of good parenting. Like if every child believes that they're the favorite child, you've done a you've done it you've done it well. Like that sounds like the the goal. Yeah, knowing me, I'd get caught, and then it would all go to it would all go to crap. Yeah, <laughs> it would not it would not be in my favor if I did that. <laughs> well, it's real talk here. So, Mike, okay, you said, um, you obviously, you said it, that you sent the kids back to school. Um, I'm assuming that it was not a difficult choice for you to send the kids back to school. It was very easy choice. And even the (laughs) 16-year-old, like, they're on a hybrid model. So, like, she's one day on remote, one day in class. Like, it's all over the place because she's in high school. But for the two little ones, it was, like, the easiest decision I think I've ever had to make. That they're going back because mom and dad need to work and mom and dad need to uh, to get things done so they have to go back and it's good for the kids like they're 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 social animals they're eager to learn they learn better in person we mask them up we send them in and so far you know so far we haven't had any uh spread in the school so it's all good that's great you know what i mean it's it's tough because a lot of parents will be like um oh you know i think it's it's best to homeschool uh, and do the online learning. Others are in the same boat that you and I are in, where it's like, listen, we work for ourselves. We're entrepreneurs. We need to send our kids back to school um, because if we don't, how are we going to make a living? How are we going to pay the bills? How are we going to put food in the mouths of our children? You know what I mean? And have a roof over our heads. Um, last week on the show, we had Coach Sonia uh, from Montreal on, amazing woman, and we spoke a lot about mom guilt. Uh, sorry, I should say we spoke about mom guilt, but what I meant to say is we spoke about mom shaming. So what I want to know, I want you to think about this because I want to take a quick break, but I want to know, is there such thing as dad shaming? Um, and I know a lot of people listening, especially the moms, the dads listening are probably like, they, they obviously know the answer to that, but the moms are probably wondering, yeah, you know what? You never really hear that term, dad shaming. So don't go anywhere because we are on the line with Toronto Mike. And this is The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now back to The Parenting Show. 
with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca, and my special guest today is a dad. I would say he's a pretty famous Toronto dad. Um, people know of this guy. He's got a little blog, a little podcast. He's all over Twitter, like all over Twitter and knows everything that's going on in our amazing city. But he's also a dad and an entrepreneur. And I'm talking about Toronto Mike. Toronto Mike, I left you Ooh. with a question just before the break. I'm like, is there such thing as dad shaming? Tell me. I want to know. Inquiring minds would like to know. I think this is a great example of the, of a massive double standard we have in society because you're right. Like, it's easy to be mom shamed. I'm sure you had a great conversation. Uh, I only yeah. caught snippets of it, but I think it's very difficult to be dad shamed. Like you have to be a terrible dad to be dad shamed. I'm thinking like maybe, you know how, you know, your kids, not, not this winter, unfortunately, but your kids play house league hockey, let's say. And there's that one kid whose dad is never there. Like, I think maybe there's a bit of like, like not being present, like you need to be present for your kids. But it's, I think you really have to mess up as a dad to be dad shamed. Like, what do you think? This is a double standard, right? Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I honestly don't know what it is, but mom shaming is a real thing. And we were talking about it last week on the show that mom shaming seems to be at an all-time high right now during COVID. Um, whether you choose to keep your kids home, you're mom shamed. Whether you chose to send your kids to school, you've been mom shamed. Um, just all the decisions you make, whether it's like, I choose to make everything homemade for my kids and feed them organic. Then your mom shamed in a sense, or I only like do takeout. Your mom shamed. No matter what you do, you cannot win as a mother. And we were talking about how important it is to have that community and support. So it made me think: Do dads get dad shamed? And do you guys have that community and support? No, I mean shame on the shamers, if I may say <laughs> that. Like, like, I will say COVID, especially. You remember how it was in late March and in April when we were like zombies, you like, you go for a walk and you're like, don't touch anything. Like, you know, we're under attack here. Okay. I think there was, I felt a period of like, you go into survival mode. It was like, okay, the kids can eat chocolate for dinner because we're just trying to survive this <laughs> pandemic. And mom and dad are working and there's no school. Like I felt it went the other way where it, anything went like, whatever, like it was the opposite of shaming. It was like, don't worry about the fact that um, they didn't have their bath tonight. Like here we're in survival mode, people. Yeah, who cares? But I always felt like this whole idea of dad shaming. I've never even heard the term. I don't think it exists. I don't think there's any dad shaming. Uh, I think this is one of those great misogynist uh, examples of double standards that exist in our current society. We got to rub it out. Shame on the shamers. I like that. Hashtag that. Toronto Mike, send out a tweet. Shame on the shamer. Doing it right now. It. He's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. Um, so, by the way, Toronto Mike, what's your handle for everyone? Oh, it's at Toronto Mike. That's Toronto. an easy one. I'm just throwing it out there because I feel like Toronto Mike is like king of Twitter. I'm not even on I, Twitter that much anymore. Twitter. I don't, you know, I, I enjoy, of all the social media channels, like my wife likes Instagram. She's not much mm -hmm. of a tweeter. I only ever took to one. Like, I never cared for Facebook or Instagram or, you know, name it. You know, my kids are on uh, 
TikTok. I'm apparently not allowed on there, but I've never cared for Snapchat. Or, let me go on and on. You know, there's a business reason to be on LinkedIn, but for personal, uh, you know, information and entertainment and satisfaction, I only tweet. Like, I enjoy it. I interact with a lot of listeners. We call the listeners FOTMs, Friends of Toronto Mike. And we have this tremendous, like, support system and uh, ecosystem we use on the backbone of Twitter. So, yeah, at Toronto Mike, tweet me up. Let's do it. I love it. FOTM. I'm an FOTM. If I may, uh, as recently as last week, uh, we celebrated the 750th episode of Toronto Mike by having a listener. Hey, congrats. Thank you very much. Yes, that's a milestone. Uh, the best of, he's done it three times. Every 250 episodes, Al, Al Grego puts together uh, best of uh, clips, but I don't get to know the clips. I don't, I don't choose the clips. He literally drops by in the backyard from 10 feet away and we plug his tablet into my board so he plays the clips and I hear them in real time and react. Bottom line is he brought 14 clips that he deemed to be the best clips from episodes 501 through 750. And one of those clips was you. What? That is amazing. Okay, hold on. What was the clip? Were we talking Pearl Jam? Because everyone listening at home, you also have to listen to Toronto Mike's podcast. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be on it. Uh, how long ago was it? I think it was about a year ago. Does that sound right? Maybe last uh, last winter. I know it was when you were allowed to be in my basement studio. So it was pre-COVID. <laughs> it was pre-COVID. And we did a lot of radio talk. Uh, days that I spent at the edge. A lot of talk about Pearl Jam. So I want to know, what clip in our podcast did he pick? I'm I'm going to share this with your listenership that we had a debate about the value of Reiki. Yes, Reiki, energy healing. Have you been open with your listenership about uh, your uh, beliefs, your beliefs in Reiki? Yes, I have. I have talked about Reiki with my, he's laughing at me. I can see him laughing on Zoom. I have, I have talked about Reiki openly, um, on social media, as well as on the parenting show, that I am a Reiki practitioner, Mike. Um, <laughs> so it is no secret to anyone, and it's not anything okay. to be ashamed of because it's a fantastic thing, Toronto Mike. <laughs> I'll be careful because this is your show, not mine. But apparently, the listener that chose the clip was taken, uh, found it very interesting that how I challenged you and how we debated the value of Reiki, because I guess it struck a nerve with me because I don't believe there's any science behind the healing power of Reiki, to put it kindly. So when I hear people with real ailments uh, seeking Reiki uh, treatments to cure their ailments, it feels a bit like back in the day with the snake oil salesman who, uh, I'm sorry, like I, I know this is a very touchy ground here. So I'll, I'll No, I laugh and I'm very open-minded and I do, it takes a lot to offend me. Um, but I love that he picked that, that little segment of the podcast. Um, and if I recall correctly, I, I said that, you know, I think I believe in all types of medicine. And I don't simply just use Reiki, but I also use other forms of treatments and medicine, depending. Um, yeah. So but there you go. Tuna, Toronto Mike. Tuna, yes. If somebody has a bad back and they come for Reiki treatment, but they also, let's say they also go to a doctor and they start, I don't know, some other treatments. How do you know what healed their back? 
because you'll say Reiki heals your back. I've been doing proper treatments as advised by a medical doctor. You know what, to be honest with you, um, I mainly use Reiki uh, for more, like when it comes more to a spiritual side of things. I don't necessarily use Reiki to say my foot hurts or, you know, I have, I don't know, a sore back, like you said. Um, For me, it's more of a spiritual thing. Then I say fill your boots with Reiki. (laughs) I will fill, 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 and I'll send you some distance Reiki as well, because you can do that, Toronto Mike. (laughs) I'll try anything for spiritual purposes. Oh, so well. I'm really happy to hear that I made the the best of. I need to. I need I to listen. To Remember, I have no idea what's going to come at me, and I'm listening to the clip in the in the backyard last week, and I'm hearing your voice, and it felt good to hear your voice. Like I remember having a great experience with you, and you're you're one of seven hundred and I think it's at seven hundred and fifty seven or eight now. But you're you're a memorable guest that I enjoyed spending time with in my basement because, as people know, you're Pina, the Inside Edge girl. Yeah, formerly Pina the Inside Edge chick. That was before I was a mom, before I had my three little ones. Um, that was a long time ago. Now you're Pina the Inside Edge mom, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need to I need to trademark that and get the domain ASAP. I like it. I like it. But talking about the podcast, Toronto Mike, who has been your most favorite guest? Because you have interviewed point. so many amazing people from our city, um, all kinds of people, politicians, people in the media, sports people, musicians, like you name it. You know, it almost like I have to go by category. It's tough to do. Like, I'm a big Blue Jay fan since I discovered them in the summer of 83. Okay, that's how old I am. And I love Blue Jays baseball. <laughs> so, like, Jerry Howarth, for example, dropping by and sitting in my basement for 90 minutes, two hours. That's amazing. But Dan Shulman, you know, Dan Shulman, who might be the greatest play-by-play caller uh, working today. So like some, some of those episodes, Ron McClain, you know, these kind of sports media people. But as you know, I love music. So if you tell me Mo Berg's going to come hang out with you or Stephen Page, cool. you know, or Maestro Fresh West, right? Like, it's like... I love the music episode. Great Toronto icons, yep. And your friend, here's a mutual friend from your Edge days, Strombo. Yes, George Strombolopoulos, yep. That man dropped by one, he he was very uh, nonspecific as to when he dropped by, so I get a text, like I'm five minutes away, and it was like the evening of like, I don't know, some late December night. (laughs) And of course, when Strombo calls, you accept the charges. So... (laughs) I cleared my schedule. I did I think two hours with the man. And then we chatted for like hours afterwards. And it's like, it was just the, uh, what I call now real talk because of that episode. Like he was so open and honest about everything. You know, his friend had, had passed away, uh, your friend, Martin streak. I think yep, that's, when we, streak. that's when we met each other at the party for mm-hmm. Marty. Yep. At the opera house. So, I mean, those are some of my favorites, but I could spend, you know, the whole, the whole show telling you about the, great uh, episodes here so yes but those are some great great people and how long ago because you how did you even start all of this two words former morning show people on 640 here two words 
Humble and Fred. I helped them podcast in 2006. So I spent years being, I would call the, the back end part of the Humble and Fred podcast universe. So they would, you know, they'd spew their nonsense into a microphone and I would take it from there. Well, dear Pina, in 2012, what is that? Eight years ago, yeah. I got that itch. You know that itch you get where you want to leave your comfort zone and try something different? Yeah. You know it's pretty that? awesome. Yeah. Reiki doesn't help with that itch. You have to, <laughs> you have to do something different. So essentially, I bought some gear and I said, hey, what if I spewed nonsense into a microphone? I already know how to take it from there to be a podcast. So I tried to handle the A to Z of podcasting in 2012, recorded my first episode that August, and now we're 750-something episodes later. Amazing. But we could probably go a little bit further back because it didn't start with the podcast. It started with the blog, correct? Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. So I feel like that was a gateway drug to podcasting. Like <laughs> <laughs> TorontoMike.com started up in 2012. 2002. So it was kind of early days for blogging. And unlike every other blog out there, which was going in like 2003, 2004, I never stopped. So I just sort of took my my blogging sensibilities and turned it into a podcast. So you're right. That was a gateway drug. So you had the blog, which was written form, and then you just turned it into an audio form. And now you have both. Now I have both. So now uh, now I'm I'm like uh, Howard Stern, king of all media. Kind of like Howard Stern, but not really like Howard Stern. I have to get him back for the Reiki, guys. I have to. Uh, We're talking with Toronto Mike on the show today. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back with more. This is The Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I am your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And with me today, I've got dad of four. He's an entrepreneur. He does a little thing called a podcast. He writes a little thing called a blog. You'll catch him tweeting all the time. I'm talking about Toronto Mike. And uh, we're having a great conversation, Mike. For the record, I love all four of my children. I just want to put that on the record. <laughs> Earlier in the show, we were talking about ranking our children, and now he's like, I love them all. Yes, as parents, we do. We love all of our children. We love them equally. But, Mike, you told us that you rank them depending on the day. <laughs> Since this conversation began, the ranking system has changed three or four times. There you go. See? Uh, but, Mike, just before the break, we were talking about how you started the podcast and, and even before that, how you started the blog. And I'm going to fill you in on something that you probably have no idea. No. Nope. So way before I ever met you, Mike, way before that, um, I knew who Toronto Mike was. As the promo and marketing director for 102.1 The Edge back in the day, um, you know, we had quite a lineup of announcers on the station. And a lot, we, we were we were a real edgy station at the time and a lot of things would go down and people would come and go, you know, we'd hire new staff and some staff would be let go or, or get fired. And, um, it was always like, Oh crap. How long before Toronto Mike blogs about this 
And I'm not even kidding you. We're just oh, like, wow. it was like, oh, God, how did he find out already? He already has a blog up about this. Like, what's with this guy? I thought you didn't know that, Mike. No, I didn't know this. Uh, I, as you know, because I've had yourself, I've had many of the Edge personalities on, and a few have hinted at this, but none have really spilled it out the way you just did. So that, that is interesting to me, because all I am is a guy who loves radio and writes about it because I write about things I love. So, you know, the problem, not the problem, but the fact is there isn't as much mainstream media coverage of radio happenings as there used to be, because now there's yeah. all this noise everywhere. The internet showed up and et cetera, et cetera. So the fact that I'm out there actually writing about something just is noticeable now because, Hey, there's a guy who's writing about the fact that we let go this personality. But I felt like it was sort of, if I didn't write about the fact this beloved on-air personality was no longer at the station well who would so i did yeah it's it's true it was um you would talk about that even just like if there was like something weird that went down we're like we don't even know how this guy caught wind of it but it was always like someone would walk in and be like did you see toronto mike's tweet or did you see his blog and we're all like oh crap Interesting. Interesting, Tina. That's actually very interesting. So thanks for sharing that because I never get to see the inside because I have never worked for a radio station or a mainstream media outlet. I've always been fiercely independent here. So that's actually some good insight. So I'm going to... Oh, now you know. I'm forgiving you for the Reiki stuff because you brought the heat with that uh, (laughs) inside baseball. So now you know, Toronto, Mike, now you know that... At, like, my desk in Edge Promo Land at the time, you know, you were topic of conversation many times, even before we ever met. I hope you didn't have, like, a voodoo doll where you would, like, you know, (laughs) if we poke at his hands and he can't type and he can't write any more blogs or tweet anything out. Um, No, but that would have been a great idea. Where was that thought years ago? (laughs) But talking about the blog... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry for talking all over you. I'm going to shout out Inside no, Edge, uh, John. Jonathan. Jonathan, the Inside Edge guy, prior to the Inside Edge girl. That's right. So I just want to shout him out because uh, we did become friendly, and he did actually, he set up a section of BMO Field for Toronto Mike listeners to go check out a uh, TFC match. And I never forgot that uh, that gesture. So shout out to oh, John. that is amazing. Yeah, see, like, listen, the Edge people are good people. You know, well, people are typically good people. Like, uh, benefit. I, I think uh, most people are good people. I like to think that too. I like to think that too, and I'm glad that you said that because I think now more than ever, right now, 2020. You know, we've had a crazy year, and um, I think we always need to look to the good. We need to look at the bright side of things. Um, and the, know that there's a lot of people doing good in this world. So I'm really glad that, that you said that. Um, talking about doing good, um, you have done a lot of good through um, your social media, through the podcast, through the blog. Um, and it makes me wonder if, as a dad, your four kids have ever looked at you and said, you know what, dad, like, I really admire what you do. I respect what you do. And... I would love to learn more or do something along these lines. 
Have any of them said anything like that to you? Not quite like that. Uh, I'm still waiting for that moment because that's going to be a good one. But uh, in a similar way, I had my oldest daughter who's in grade, what is she in? Grade 11. And uh, she told me she would like to work with me at TMDS. TMDS is the name of my digital services company. And uh, I actually found a, like a video production role for her where we've, so we've been working together for a little while now on, cause I, I handle all the audio and the podcasting stuff, but a lot of clients want a video component and uh, my daughter, Michelle helps me with that. So I've really enjoyed, you know, working with her, even though she's only 16, she's like, you know, beyond her years in terms of maturity, et cetera. And it's been awesome working with her. That's amazing. And I think that this, you know, you'd mentioned that some social media platforms are not your thing, um, but maybe she can help you out with some of that. If she's got like the video stuff under, under her belt and she's like the little pro at that. She's got a LinkedIn page where she calls herself correctly. Cause I gave her the title video production manager. So she's the video production manager at TMDS and she's got a LinkedIn page at 16 years old. So I think she's doing well. That's brilliant. And that's amazing. Um, but the 18 year old, no, no interest there. No 18 year old is just, he's the sweetest man he's getting great grades at laurier but he uh no no interest on that front i can't even get the 18 year old to appear on my podcast like he's no mike shy i think i think you should totally do yeah mike shy i think you should totally do a podcast with your kids or better yet we should have like toronto mike and his offspring on the parenting show one day how fun would that be well, I would give you uh, carte blanche, give you permission to try to sell the teenagers. They'll be the tough sell. The two little ones are in like that. The two little ones are in. Okay, yeah. we'll do it. I'm going to start working on that. I'm going to take some notes, but we're going to take a quick break so I can actually, you know, just jot down some points. So don't go anywhere because you are listening to the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is Sunday and you are tuned in to The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. And with me, I've got my good friend, uh, a buddy, someone well-known in Toronto. He's a great dad, a podcaster, a blogger, an entrepreneur. Uh, you know what? I shouldn't even say all this stuff because as I'm saying this, I'm watching him on Zoom and he's like, he's like all like, yeah, keep going, P. I'm talking. Oh, he just he just cheered uh, with his mug of coffee. Uh, I'm talking about Toronto Mike. Toronto Mike. Listen, I can't lie. All those things I said are true and real. <laughs> say them slower, Pina. <laughs> yes. Get some sound bites for your podcast that you can play back at any time. <laughs> You just earned yourself a repeat visit to the, uh, the safe yes. And then maybe, maybe I can make another, make it to another best of Toronto Mike show. Absolutely. Volume four featuring more Pina. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited that I'm on volume three of Toronto Mike's best of. Very, very excited. A little disappointed that it's not something Pearl Jam related, but... It's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it either way. Um, but one thing I got to say is when I came on the show, um, we did, we spoke a lot about like the good old days and it was very nostalgic. 
And and you were talking about that a little bit off the air during the break. So why don't we tell everyone at home what you were talking about? Especially during these, you know, very difficult times. You know, we, we can't see and hug our friends and our, uh, you know, people we don't live with anymore. And it, it's, you can't go to the concert. Like, you can't go see Pearl Jam. And yeah. You can't go- <laughs> EFC's got a playoff, had a playoff game, but it wasn't in Canada. It was in the U.S. and all these things going on. So things are very different. So now more than ever, I feel people are finding comfort in nostalgia. Like I've been sprinkling more and more nostalgia into the Toronto Mike episodes. So for example, recently I had on uh, Pat Mastroianni, who is better known to many as Joey Jeremiah on the grassy days. And I've uh, also uh, Lee back to back with Lee Aaron, Canada's metal queen. Erica M. Toronto's favorite uh, VJ, like female VJ. Yeah. And if you think about like Joey Jeremiah, Lee Aaron, and Erica M, I just want to go back to like, let's say 1989 and tell young, young teenage Mike in 1989, these are the people he'll be having, you know, one-on-one in-depth conversations with in about whatever, you know, 30 years, whatever. And I would just love to see, just to see my reaction like so so let me get this straight joey jeremiah yeah. <laughs> aaron and this is a typical week right like this is not you know you could you could pick out any tri- trifecta but this is three in a row and and uh erica m are gonna talk to you uh like it just it's just kind of bananas to me so nostalgia that is a potent drug and i a nostalgia merchant on toronto Mike. You know what, Toronto Mike, I got to say, I absolutely love it because like you said, you know, we've been going through this since March. Our lives have been turned upside down. You said it earlier, you know what I mean, about um, there's a lot of good people. And not only are there a lot of good people, but um, there's there's good things and there's positive things for us to look at. Uh, towards right now, you know, and if that means turning on one of your podcasts and listening and reminiscing and, and thinking, God, I remember watching Degrassi. I remember Joey Jeremiah, you know, or much music days with Erica M. How cool was Erica M. And I wanted to be just like her or while watching much music. Oh, look, a Learen video, you know what I mean? would start playing. So like, I think that it's so important that we have all these great things that we can turn to to put a smile on our face, especially right now, um, because it can be so like dark and just an awful place for people. Like I know that um, during the like I would say March to June, where we were on complete lockdown, I was not in a good place, and sometimes I find myself falling. You know what I mean? Back into that trap. Like, were you the same, or were you always like, no, I'm good? Well, what happened is late March, as I'm coming to grips with everything collapsing around me, I had a bad bicycle crash and I broke my wrist and I was in a cast for six weeks. And I got to say that six weeks period, uh, which was the end of March until uh, I guess early May or something, where I couldn't bike, which was sort of my, uh, my medicine. That's, that's, my that's my Reiki. Yeah. yeah. See, good. I love it. Yeah, Cause it's a spiritual thing. Uh, with physical benefits but anyway i love biking and i couldn't do that and it just it was yeah i will i'm like anyone else uh i feel it like it's scary times we're all trying to avoid this uh unseen uh, enemy if you will the uh the covid19 
And we're all kind of just trying to bide our time until we can get uh, a vaccination in our arm. So it's, uh, it's been tough for everybody. So if, if people can find some comfort or solace by listening, you know, to a podcast like Toronto Mike, then I feel like that's important. And on that note, real quick, at the, the first Friday of the pandemic, which was uh, March 20th, me and Cam Gordon from Twitter Canada and Stu Stone, who's a local actor. Mm-hmm. And Stu is amazing too. They, we decided we would record once a week until this pandemic was over. We've done that now 37 weeks in a row. They're called Pandemic Ooh. Fridays. They're amazing. Pina, you would love them. You would love I'm going to listen. You love them. So, okay, where can we find all this stuff? And then I want you to tell me about something special you've got coming up quickly. Okay, very quickly, torontomike.com is kind of the hub for everything. You'll see a link there to subscribe to the podcast, and you can even cherry-pick uh, previous guests. If you're on your podcatcher of choice, you can just search for Toronto Mike and subscribe there. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Toronto Mike. Uh, would love it. And then send me a note, mike at torontomike.com, if you have any feedback. Amazing. And um, I've got something coming up. Uh, but so do you. You've got something, or I've got something happening right now that I'm going to fill you guys in on. But Mike, you've got something coming up December 5th. What's that? Toronto Miracle. So I'm part of this uh, very uh, this team of volunteers that have been working for months now on Toronto Miracle. Basically, long story short, you can find out all this info at torontomiracle.org. But if you leave a non-perishable food items, I'm speaking to Torontonians right now. If you leave a non-perishable food items outside your door, the morning of uh, December 5th, we have volunteers who will pick up that food and ensure we can help feed Toronto's food insecure. Please go to torontomiracle.org to register your intent to donate. And if you want to be a volunteer, it's not too late. You can sign up to be a volunteer as well. torontomiracle.org. Amazing. And guys, tomorrow is November 30th, which means it's the last day for the McDonald's Fries for Good initiative, where any purchase of any size fry, a portion of uh, those sales are going to go help Ronald McDonald House Charities across Canada. These are families in need, families with sick children. Um, And by the way, I have a $100 McDonald's gift card up for grabs on the Chic Mama Instagram account. Contest closes tonight, so go enter Thank you so much, Mike, for joining me today. Um, We need to set up another time to have you back on the show. And uh, I need to come back on the podcast with you. I want you to talk more Reiki. Sound good? That's a done deal, Pina. But thanks for inviting me. Peace and love to you. It's always great chatting with you. Same to you. Guys, if you want to listen back on our podcast, you can do so. Just go to anywhere podcasts are downloaded and uh, and listen back because we had a great combo and who wouldn't want you? This is the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and I'm Tina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. season of 911 on a new night Thursday March 14th on Global Stream on Stack TV